before we get into today's episode, I've created a short questionnaire that will help me get to know you better. Those that fill out the questionnaire will get entered into a draw to win an Amazon gift card. So there's a link in the description for the episode. Click it, fill out the questionnaire, and I look forward to hearing your feedback. Now for today's episode. This is The Michael Bryan Show. Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. And today I'm joined with the Lee, who is the founder and CEO of CC Technology, which is essentially a climate tech company. So we're discussing climate change, what they are doing about it, and also some of the other things that we can do, I imagine, to benefit the climate. So Dee, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Michael, for having me. So let's talk climate to start with because a lot of people know what it is they know it exists but it can be so hard to wrap your head around what's actually happening so i'd like you to take a little bit of time just to share with us really what the climate problem really is and what this means for something like carbon which lots of people to be aware is playing a big part so i'll let you take the stage a little bit and help people understand it a bit better. Sure. Thanks, Michael. Um, so if you think about the climate crisis, I try to explain what I understand or what I know in a small part. For example, if we think about this summer, it has been one of the hottest, driest summer in Europe and in a lot of, like uh, across the globe. Um, clearly, um, even, even, I mean, for those who live in UK, even in this like the last few days, the Halloween chico tree, it doesn't feel like the normal Halloween. It, it is it is a bit warmer than usual. But of course, we can we can we can think it's just one off. But in general, there's more and more research proof that global warming um, is there. And then um, COVID, there is a bit of let's say during the lockdown, there's a bit less activity. But overall, the trend is very clear. Um, we we are seeing the temperature going higher and higher. We are seeing a lot of we are losing forests, we are losing, there were, uh, because of people movement, because people want to move, because wants to travel, and we are seeing more and more um, emitters. And in that front, it clearly impacted um, the earth. Um, and then from our side, I think we can feel it from the dry weather, from the hot summer. Uh, we can also feel it from, I mean, from some of the report we can see from economists, uh, from Financial Times. Then there is, um, there is a like a, um, there is there is a sea level going up issue. There's a lot of more. But if you think about climate crisis, I think for the generation which we we are currently living, which we we hope we can live another, I don't know, 30, 50, 50, 60 years. Um, we want we want to first of all for us we want to live in um let's say we want to have a healthy life we want to have a healthy uh, environment for ourselves but we also want our next generations uh, it can be our kids it can be our friends children to also live in a green and healthy uh, environment and that's something I think um, one of the reasons why we decided to set up this company and why one of the reasons why we hope we can make our own contributions on this journey. What I find a little wishy-washy when people try to explain this is why our individual efforts are not simply just a drop in the ocean. You hear it a lot where there's a lot of emphasis on what the average person can do. There's a lot of like not not leaving lights on when you don't need them, turning off whatever it is when you're not using it, that sort of thing. There's a lot of 
little things that you can do. And everyone, I imagine, that doesn't necessarily do this or are not as conscious of their expenditure, of their usage, that sort of thing, you might get the impression that there are bigger fish in the ocean that can do a bigger positive job than the individual. Now, I'm aware that there are a lot more individual people that if everyone did a little bit, that's where the big impact comes in. It's like a smaller action on a grander scale. And yet people seem to think that it's the companies that are making the bigger dent in the first place, in a way. Talk to us a bit about that and try to help people understand why it is the little things that the average person can do that does make the bigger difference. Um, <clears throat> thank you for these questions. On for, for me, I use myself as example. So now, since a few years, I think three years ago, every time, I mean, just basically just at the beginning of the COVID, I start realize when we fly with British Airways, you have the option to choose, would you like to offset your carbon footprint? And now if you use Google Flights and, and, and you, Google Flights can, can, can give you the data, how much kilogram of CO2 uh, you will produce or you will emit from flying, I mean, just from Manchester to uh, Mallorca or Malaga. Um, so for myself, I ask myself the similar questions. Do I, you know, I mean, why these big companies, why, why British Petrol, why BP, why Total, why the big company, they should not do more or they are doing something. But if myself, I want to feel good about it, I, I clearly see there is a climate crisis and I want to contribute my part. What can I do? Or I also ask myself, well, does it really matter? Um, so especially when I started this company, when I started on this journey or when I started doing more research, why I realized, do I care about environment? If the answer is yes, I think I should be able to do something. And what kind of things I can do? Um, can I offset my carbon footprint? Can I try to be more energy efficient? As, as exactly as you, as you rightly point out, if I go live in a room, if I'm leaving the house, can I make sure all the light are off? Just... And also now the electricity electricity bill is so expensive. I think there's another incentive <laughs> for us to yeah, definitely <laughs> to be to be sensible. But also these kind of small things, and it's not only about when we are doing it. Of course, we we create impact. But after we did it, we discuss with our friends, with our mates. It can be in the pub, or it can be you know doing doing different things. And and we said, hey, I'm doing this. You know, I'm I, I feel good about it. And gradually is creating a soft impact to the people around us. And more and more people will say, okay, does this make sense? Or does... Because I, I would say if you ask people, let's say maybe nine out of 10 will say they care about the environment. They want to have a better, like, you know, better, better air quality, better, um, better, better life uh, for, the, for, for us, for the children. But you, if you ask people, I would say, how many of you actually doing something about it? I think that percentage would drop a lot. But Actually, for us, when we start doing it, so for example, now the recent thing I, I, I started doing is when I take an Uber, if I can, I choose to, um, I, I would choose to take um, uh, Uber Green. Um, of course, there's, uh, there, there's, there's a part here we can have for debate is does electric car is that environmental friendly? Of course, when they're moving around, they, are, they produce less CO2. But when using the, 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 the lithium to produce the electric car battery on that process, how much energy has been used. Um, that, that's again, is, is up for scientific research and debate. But for us, when as a passenger, if I choose an electric car, 
it is indeed that journey is less produce less CO2. So that's something I try to do myself. And of course, the electricity bill you mentioned, and um, I would say full carbon credit, full offsetting is one of my main way. But on the other stuff, even plastic, I, I try to, it's not good for Deliveroo or it's not good for Uber Eats. I try to order less plastic because I just don't want to, or, or less takeaway, because I don't want to have produced that much plastic. That's something I do like for myself and try to try to explain to my friends, that's, that's cool. But some of them, they will agree, some of them, they don't, yeah. I wonder as well, because we hear it a lot and I don't think the amount that we hear about things like climate change, it's not getting lesser, so it's not getting better. And yet those that are trying are doing their little bit. I guess the hope is that we would see something. If it made a difference, our guess is that we would be told. So does it take more from people that are conscious to actually make a dent in a way that we can actually notice? Because similar to what people were experiencing during the pandemic is very often it's just not communicated effectively, whether they manipulate, change, inflate, deflate, whatever it is with things like covid or climate change with a lot of these buzzwords that they keep throwing out there at the moment is it's almost a constant stream of climate change words all the time and very often it can actually have the opposite effect because people will start to think well we're already doing the best that we can varying degrees and nothing seems to have made a difference and yet huge companies are still shipping things in plastic they're still not really paying a whole lot of attention from the outside looking in. I'm sure they're doing their part, but I'm sure there are a lot of people that are thinking, is it worth it to keep doing it when it takes away from my quality of life and yet it just doesn't seem to be making a difference? I've got a funny feeling there are a lot of people that are wondering what's the point? Why, why should I keep doing this? So I can understand the feeling as well, but that goes back to what we what we discussed. Or I mean, what I personally believe. If I care about environment, I want to do my part. And will I, will my part? Will I feel it immediately? I don't know. I don't think we can see immediately uh, impact. Um, but when I'm doing my part, it can break it down in different step. I can say as we we discuss, try to offset the carbon footprint to use the more try to use public transport and then change to our friends what we are doing and then the last bit is try to do more research try to be the the, the to put an eye to see um, what exactly the bigger company are doing you know we, we see the protester they will go in you know the green um, environmental some of them they, they were protesting the street of london or street of manchester it happened um, and create sometimes this kind of protest create problem but also it raised awareness um, then the, the last bit of what I'm trying to do is, okay, I want to do more. So I set up a company um, together with friends and, and, and some like a very supportive investors. What we are trying to do is we, we think, okay, there is, there is a few things we think there's a problem that we can solve. If we solve the problem, uh, meanwhile, we hope we can do good for the environment and potentially it can become a successful business. So we also work with, for example, Work Gaming Forum. We are one of the early uh, member of the um, sustainable blockchain uh, coalitions. And there is a group of 
I would say more than now is must be more than 50 companies there. So we are all discussing what can we do? What can we, like a country build, we, we put our brain power and we also put the concrete project together to see what can we do to, to actually bring an impact. Goes back to the people who ask the question, does it really change? Yes, you don't know, but if you care about the environment, let's do it. Let's, I mean, for me, it's let's do it as a normal people. If you don't do it, we are not actually, you know, it's, it's not positive because by the end, we want positive energy, we want positive actions. And by the end, not doing things is, anyway, for myself, it's just, I think it's better. Try to do it good. And of course, we can keep asking questions, but on the way is, if you don't do it, you lose out. Mm. Are there any things that we're doing that maybe are not having the impact that we would like? And I'm coming at from things like, turning lights off recycling mm-hmm. the things that the little things that people are doing perhaps mm-hmm. they're doing are we inflating the impact of that like the problem is so huge it's so big that you really think that recycling your plastic is actually going to dent this thing i guess your companies wouldn't have started if it was having the impact that we were hoping it would have is it simply a case of our expectations of what we are doing are just too high um, I think it can, to this, this question, I want, I want to be precise when I'm answering. I, I think first of all, expectation, it is high because, uh, we read about on newspaper, uh, what's going on on the world. And then we also read about, for example, this year, due to the high oil price, a lot of this, um, oil company, uh, or the biggest, um, let's say, some of the biggest polluted um, emitted, they are having a huge profit in this year. And then we kind of like, a, for us, which is suffering high energy price and, 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 and life quality has certainly has impacted by the pandemic or by the, I mean, by what's happening like geopolitically by the, um, um, we, 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 we kind of think like, okay, um, what, are we still doing it? Still worth doing? We, can, we, we, I mean, that goes back to the to the to the previous previous um, discussion. But then on here, what we want to achieve, we need to understand that changing climate crisis is not happening on one day. It's happening like uh, in the industrial. I mean, in the last twenty years, when people really traveling a lot, when population keep growing and people moving into big cities, and also a lot of more plastic. If you think about plastic, and then if you think about the the traveling. You know, pandemic delay things, but overall, people people just love traveling and love seeing the world, which is, I mean, the, uh, a nice thing to do to discover different cultures. Um, but of this activity, um, what we are doing right now is not going to have immediately impact. It's not like uh, I'm washing my hand, then I can feel it. Um, but again, it's also a self education process. What what we try to, a bit like when we educate children about how they behave in school or how, how, what was the right thing to do. We, of course, we expect the children to do it immediately, but we also expect these kind of things, education will bring them in the longer term when they go into society, when they start working to be like, understand the rule-based society, do the right thing. That's what we try to, well, of course, a lot of politicians, um, <laughs> the most successful, the, the best educated politician, they might saying that, but they might not be doing it themselves. That also is possibility. Um, I don't know if I answer your question, but go back to the expectation. For me, it's just we is we need to adjust expectation. Understand it's a longer term thing, but we also like um, is helping in terms of 
educate ourselves, educate the people surrounding us to help change like this crisis. Sometimes I try to imagine it similar to food and producing food and and that kind of industry as well. And the reason why I, I picture it that way is we're in a point now whereby we've got things like indoor farms that you can produce crops inside with the more recent technologies that have been developed. And the people that use that for their food tend to look down on people that do things the old way, in air quotes, let's say. It's almost like we need to get the technology to a level whereby sustainability is remotely possible, never mind feasible or feasible in a way. And it's making me think as well that maybe that's what we're waiting for. But I don't hate factory farming because it got us to the point where we no longer need to do that as much because we realize how bad it is. Like we can't judge the journey just because we're better off today in a way because it's how we get there. I think the climate crisis is probably similar in that we're not quite ready yet. We're not at a point where the technology matches the solution that we would need. If we would need a complete overhaul of everything that we do to survive as a species, that is going to take decades because we've been doing it for decades. It's not going to be something that is instantly fixable while, I'm sure you can speak to this as well, Z, is there are people that want it to stay the same. There are people that want the situation to stay exactly as it is. Whether they benefit financially, they achieve their own desires. Is it really that simple? Is it a human problem? Or do you really think that we're in a point where the climate crisis can actually be solved with technology? So to answer the questions, first of all, I think technology are getting more and more advanced. But is technology today can solve all the climate crisis? The answer for me is no. Because I think I agree with you, um, it will take some time for technology to mature. Uh, I can talk more about our own technology, um, but I don't want to like keep promoting about my, my like the, what I'm doing neither. But I wonder, you, I, later on, I can use that as an example. But go back to this question is, is similar than what we discussed earlier on this um, uh, broadcast. We can have doubt. We can worry about do we have an impact. But the question is, if we know that. Um, let's say, for example, using plastic or save energy. We know that it's actually, first of all, I save my energy bill. Actually, I'm doing something good. And there's a reason, there's a lot of scientific research proof that when we do the plastic recycling, it's, it's important. And first of all, and also use less plastic. That's also important. And also choose public transport when we can. It's also, it's also helping, like reducing the individual carbon footprint. It's also important. Um, Technology will take time to mature. And as an individual, I think we have to wait to see what technology can bring to us. Um, but meanwhile, as, as a company or as a company, what we are doing right now, we do believe using blockchains, um, like, a, um, for example, a lot of technology. Now, I recently, I, I, um, like as a team, we published an article about the maritime carbon technology. If you think about the pollutions by the plane, by the car, um, yes, it's quite a lot, but actually the ship, the shipping, especially those bigger, like a big, bigger oil tanker and the big, bigger container ship, they actually are much, they, are, they pollute more than the flight and the planes, like globally overall. Um, 
so there's a lot of technology has been made. For example, some of the uh, some of the big um, uh, uh, some of the big boat or the big uh, container, they start using some of the inflatable, um, like to to next to the next to the big ship in order to reduce. Because when the wind is coming, we're using inflatable to reduce the overall energy consumptions. Um, so there is there is certain technology has been developed, but are they mature enough to be used across the globe? I don't think so at the moment. Uh, but there is more and more people. There's there there is university doing research on that. There are um, government agency are doing research on that. There's big company putting up a big R and D budget to doing on that. Um, as an individual, we might not be able to use this technology as of today. Um, but then. Um, there is investment on the technology, but that goes back to the fundamental or the bottom line. It's not an excuse for us not to do our part. And then on top of it, the technology might not be there, might be there. Um, give it a go. For me, it also depends on each individual is different. But for me, it's more like a, some people, they just don't want to change. As you said, they prefer the, the traditional way. But for some people, when we're seeing, especially after this, I mean, I think this summer is a, a very good proof that it is dry. It is hot. Hot is good. I mean, in UK, we don't get hot weather that often. And we want <laughs> no. But also those, yeah, but those, those kind of like a really dry weather and you are seeing the grass become from green, become all ye- like a yellow and disappear. It's kind of worrying. And, and we want to do our part. Then goes back, if you allow me, I'll talk a little bit about what we are trying to do. So it. if you think about, yes, so if, thank you. And then um, if you think about CCT is a, is a climate tech company focused on carbon credits. So on carbon credit, there's supply and demand. The supply is carbon credit itself. It has compliance carbon credits, voluntary carbon credits. So compliance carbon credit is more a government, um, let's say, is, is a government levy, government tax kept to trade, uh, which is not really... Um, um, no, not really talking about how you can how you plant trees, how you doing this. It's more government put it put that in place to make sure that the big companies they take their responsibility when they're doing their business. They when they pollute, they have to pay like uh, the they have to use when they emit CO two. They need to have this um, EU and UK ETS to offset their carbon footprint. Um, then we have um, um, voluntary carbon credits. Voluntary, we can. It's easier to explain, but again, it's still a bit abstract because we can talk about planting trees. We can talking about forest conservation because we are not talking about national trust or the park. We're talking about, let's say, there is a big forest. Recently, I visited the forest in Malaysia in Sabah, which is a beautiful area. Um, to make to make sure people can the the trees keep growing in the right way and doesn't get um, and also you need we need to have security to make sure that some people doesn't cut it in the in the security especially in the in the developing or slightly less developed countries um, it costs money to maintain this it actually these trees because they're there they observe co2 they produce oxygen and when we are doing this forestry conservations is also produce carbon credits then we can go into modernized farming so which is before the farm is using petrol or is doing high high electricity intensive uh, machinery and now we can use that we can use more energy efficient way again it's it produces carbon credits how can we now how can we make sure that people when they're doing this they will be able to sell or they will be able to benefit because they're like uh, now i'm more talking about um uh, farmers forestry owners um to 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 benefit from when they're doing good for the environment so when they produce these carbon credits, this is a supply. 
um, the supply of carbon credit has been increased. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of, um, um, for us who are who has experience, there is a lot of greenwashing, there's different you know, negative news about carbon credit happened in, in the last 20 years. Um, but now I think people more and more worry about their carbon footprint and understand that actually carbon credit has a value. So that's the supply. And then now we think about the demand. Um, now, Google, as I mentioned, like a Google will allow you to see your carbon footprint when you book the flight or train. And then uh, British Airway or Lufthansa, when you book your flight, when I was discussing with, um, with, with Uber, um, I, was, I suggest the idea, I said, hey, um, now when you, when, when you, when you, when you um, after you take the car, when you take the uh, Uber, you can, dis, you can rate, rate, rate the driver and then you can say, do you want to tip? In the future, can we can the consumer choose? Do you want to offset? So just on your Uber app, then kind of going into the demand side, making it easier for the consumer to offset their carbon footprint. Again, uh, that link to what we are trying to do as well. We are building a game, Carbon Social. So through blockchain, we connect the supply, the 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 carbon credit producer or asset owners, carbon carbon credit asset owner, to the consumer. What we are doing is quite simple. Is we on on both on we are, we we launched the first like a token on Algorand, but we are launching a second one on Ethereum as well. Uh, what we are trying to do is using blockchain technology, um, we build up a registry, a database of the carbon credits. We breaking them down from because most of the time carbon credit is per ton. We breaking them into kilogram. Um, because for a normal human being, when we when we when we walk or when we when we take the car when we travel, we use most likely a kilogram. So first of all, blockchain allows us to uh, fractionalize the carbon credits from let's say uh, from one ton to one kilogram divided by one thousand using blockchain. Each carbon credit is supposed to have a unique uh, asset ID. So the consumer they can decide to buy it on crypto exchange for the moment. Uh, when they buy the carbon credits, um, they know that okay, I I buy the carbon credit. They can think oh. Actually, because more and more people are aware about carbon credit, potentially there's a price will go up. Um, so they, they hold it as, um, I wouldn't say investment, but as, 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 as something that they think, okay, potentially it's good. I mean, I'm holding this, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, a bit like the other crypto assets. It's, um, it depends on how you look at it. Um, it's very abstract and it's high risk, but it is something that you, you, if you believe in the value, you can hold on to it. Then there will be some people after they travel, they decide to, they want to say, I want to offset. Why offset means is I travel, I know I pollute, I emit CO2. I want to burn my token to prove that, you know, to feel good about it. Um, so what they do is when we decide to, put, decide to burn the token, we will send a transaction ID back to the uh, database. We will say this token, when the people bought it, it's already locked. And then when it's sent back to the database, we'll just say, okay, this token has been burned. Um, in that case, we can prove the full things supposed to be transparent and fully auditable. Then we're building a carbon social game. When people offset, it's um, thinking about it as a carbon uh, or environmental Tinder, Tinder for environmental friendly people. So <laughs> on that game, you can check because it's it's a it's a location based game. Um, I would I would call it game is more an app, right? So it's um so location based. When you move around, you can see how much carbon footprint I put, we we produce, and then when you offset, you have a higher in-game data, and uh, you can unlock certain benefits NFT, and you can see who else around it, me or my friends, who also offset. 
And then you can do an offset conditions. And also we, we're joking. I mean, we're, we are still going through the design phase of the game. But one thing we are, I was joking with my CEO, um, Joy, we were saying, oh, in, in the future, people can say, oh, instead of sending you flower, I'm sending you some carbon credit. When, when I make that joke, a lot of people say, no way. I mean, the girl or the guy who received <laughs> this carbon credit probably would just like, uh, just think, what a crazy guy. I cannot, guys, can I continue? But <clears throat> that link together by the end is education, communications, and how can we make this journey more fun? And so that's that goes back to what we are trying to do in this company, and um, I would say education is actually a very important part of it. Yeah, I wonder if the gamification of it can actually help in terms of getting people to engage with it, because when it comes to carbon credits, I guess it's a difficult thing to really accumulate if it's per ton. There can't be many people, average people, they work a typical job and they travel when they can, that sort of thing. It's going to be so hard for them to wrap their head around what a ton of carbon would even look like, never yeah. mind how close they'd get to actually achieving it, whereas a kilogram feels a lot easier, a lot more convenient to, to really do it. But I'd be curious as to what that means for the average person they accumulate the credits what then happens do they use the credits to offset the cost of things so let's say they use carbon credits and they can use them to get cheaper train travel for example because they've looked they've realized they've built up some carbon credits and they want to take the train they can use that to offset some of the cost of train travel is that what I'm picturing, is that right? Is that what you're trying to do through blockchain and your company? Is that is that right? That's, that's an excellent point. So if you think about, when we talk about the gamification part, um, when people using the app, um, Carbon Social, when they decide to offset, because it's linked to, a, first of all, when people buy this kilogram carbon credit, they can hold on to it and they can sell on exchange. So there's a market value of it. Um, and then when they decide to offset, they actually decide to burn the token. Uh, when they burn the token, they will unlock certain benefits. It can be a discount voucher for the train. It can be a discount. It can, it, there's a lot of partnership we are focusing on. Uh, one of the partnership we have at the moment is with one of the eSports cafe called SideQuest. Um, so the SideQuest decided to become carbon neutral using, using, like a, using the partnership with us through technology and uh, buying our tokens. Um, and then what we are trying to do with them is for the gamers who play games. So it's an eSport cafe, kids, well, not kids, younger generation. They go to play games and um, they can decide to say, oh, they, they, the gamers can, when they offset or when you decide to or actually offset the, the time you play the games. Again, it depends. It's, 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 I understand this. I'm a gamer myself, so I know it's difficult to say, okay, I play, I don't know, six hours, five hours game, and I use how much electricity I need to offset. That's a difficult, difficult sell, put it that way. And also difficult. But what you say is it's a community. People kind of like to know that, okay, uh, now this company, this esports um, cafe, which has, I think, 75,000 members across UK, they decide to become carbon neutral uh, through, like, the, uh, through acquiring carbon credits. Um, so certain benefit for the gamer for the for the for, for for the for the people who is owning these carbon credits, who is like uh, decided to using carbon credit to offset, they will get voucher through the partnership with us. They get voucher to go to this eSport cafe. They can. They also is one of the very well known milk tea bubble tea chain. So you can get a bubble tea for 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 with a discount. This kind of things we are we are thinking. So just include it into the social aspect of make it the offsetting more fun. That's what we are trying to do. But 
exactly as you mentioned, encourage people taking the public transport, the train instead of taking a like a driving. That's something we want to do. But also, I don't want to overcomplicate stuff because a lot of things which are happening right now on the blockchain spaces, we all have a dream. We more or less know what we want to do, but to actually doing it, it requires a lot of development budget. It requires a good vision to make sure that okay, what we do first, what we do later. So. For me, at this moment, when we focus on is a carbon social game, which can check your movement based on your movement, know where you're moving, and then when you're offsetting, uh, you can use it as a wallet to hold um, our tokens, and then it will connecting to when you decide to burn the token, you unlock certain benefits. That's we start from simple like that. But later on, yes, we'll add more things. So that's um yeah. I think that's probably going to be one of the main things that will get them to do it. And I say this as someone that. I would love to do things if I was told how many credits I would get and then I, I would have a way of transacting with those because yeah. I get the impression that a lot of it is digitized, a lot of it is decentralized and enables a worldwide system. But I would struggle to adopt something if they were just accumulating and then I would decide to burn them as a way of making myself feel better and the reason why i say that is because it just feels like a different version of the same thing that we've got right now it doesn't seem like a whole lot has has changed other than turned into a game mm -hmm. no i i agree i think that's a very good point and um and, and also by the end it's also about the um, uh human or the social or the or the individual behavior as well by the end you want to make it more rewarding why, what does rewarding mean? Just burn it. Is it rewarding enough? You know, it's okay. You will feel good. But then when we in, include the things you mentioned, like what we discussed, I think that will really start making people feel more rewarding, more engaging, and also the transact. That's why recent blockchain allow it to transact. That part is also equally interesting. But we have to be very careful about there's so much volatility within the crypto space. And a lot of people, they come in, they, they will ask, I mean, since we launched the token, they say, oh, are we going to, when we are getting 5X or 10X, like uh, five times, and then I have to explain, no, I don't think you get 5X, 10X to invest in this token. But if you hold it for a long time, there will be value appreciation because we're launching more and more like the features and the tokenomic is being like a, um, further developed in a more structural way. But then it's not something that you come in and you, you quick money and then you go. We have to educate that part to the to our token holder as well. It must be difficult as well because a lot of people see cryptocurrency in the same view as Bitcoin, as opposed to you actually get a tool with this. It's a tool to do something with it. It's got some utility behind it, and I, I've got a funny mm. feeling that the industry as a whole may have to mature enough for something like this to become effective something like this is important i think it's very very helpful to be able to fractionalize the whole thing and enable everyone to to use it i think the the goal of this is definitely wild and lucrative and definitely benefits everybody i wonder though if the public perception of it because it's on the blockchain versus something else could be a different format that's out there that i know nothing about that may be more helpful just because it's available and it's mature enough that people will hold on to something whereas people aren't necessarily used to holding on to an nft or holding on to 
Atoka because of the investment side? I mean, obviously your your background in finance, you know a lot more about this than I will, but it seems like that's part of the issue as well, is that you want to communicate the holding element without benefiting from it financially. Yeah. Um, so I think what you mentioned is is that that uh, there's so many things now in my mind. I'll go. I'll get it one by one. I think we need now at the moment because people has a perception about um, blockchain or crypto is quick money and fake money. Um, what is happening right now to the crypto market? This market downturn or this bear market is is helping helping people understand. Um, there is no such, um, let's say, free money or that quick money in a way. Everything comes with a risk. People start getting more understanding on that. Uh, but also one of the important things happening right now is the regulators. So I spend a lot of time discussing with regulators and then like the uh, government agencies. Um, we want, we, we, it's important to have the regulator because before there was no framework. Now gradually there's framework, what we can do, how can we protect. Um, the framework will help us to build a more transparent and more trustworthy infrastructure. And that's very important across the whole blockchain, not only for us, not only for, you know, it's across exchange, across token, across developers. So that's that's being done, it's being developed at the moment, which is good. And then um, go back to 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 the to the to the further details about about the about about the, the, the carbon credits, about what we are doing as well. It is after during my research I, I actually think blockchain is actually one of the best solutions to 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 resolve this carbon credit trust issue, because if you think about carbon credit, it's such an abstract thing. You don't see it, you don't touch it. You know, you don't know what exactly carbon credit. So we we need to build up the trust. First of all, there's a few level. Once it's the, it's the technology is solid, if first of all we assume we can build a solid technology, then we need to build up a good governance structure for the carbon credits from asset owner with the regulator, with government agency to say, okay, this is carbon credit where you can see this area. That's how big is the forest has been, has been, we're putting up a drone. So now I'm discussing with them a drone to just recording the forest. And then we're also discussing with the short film producer. Let's say we produce film, like it's not film, like a, you know, short video and looking at different aspects of the forest. Then people has a feel about it. And then we also organize like by the year end, there will be 20 people who offset the most like through this project um, will go on to visit the forest. It will bring additional, you know, tourist tourism to the, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the local area. Um, and then for us, why we define ourselves as a climate tech company is we don't want to be the people who is just uh, tokenized carbon credit. We want to be the platform that asset owner can come to us and then we can give them advice about your governance structure, about how can you make sure that, how what you can do to make sure consumer will like, will accept you have actually good quality carbon credit. And then we help them to put on a platform, tokenize it, and then it goes through, through crypto exchanges to the consumers. And then, but also to the SME, to the, to the, to the, to, it can go to some company like, uh, for example, SideQuest, I mentioned the eSport Cafe, which we, uh, we are partnered with. They will say, okay, we want to send people to go to see this, forests we want to do a trip and uh, it can or we can organize volunteer work for our for our club members to do this so it's blockchain provide this because it's an open data space and everything is recorded it's actually quite good on this process but it's not enough that goes back to your question is technology exactly 
but if technology is already there, then there's no money to be made. So that's why, because technology is still being developed, um, but also it's not technology itself is not enough. The infrastructure, the regulations, and the government structure is very important. And that's, I mean, I think everyone, not only us, a lot of people are focused on, on, on bridging this. It sounds like because you're essentially approaching the problem of climate change, there's so many moving parts as well. And you may be able to elaborate on this, but I get the impression that the blockchain technology will actually combine the different elements together without too much red tape in in speech marks, so to say, because so many different departments, rules, regulations, communication that would need to happen in the more traditional way would slow things down, would make it harder when everyone will have different rules about what's right and what's wrong and it sounds like you're able to go in and be like no we need this we need that we need this this is the way it needs to be and because of the open nature of it and the decentralized nature you're able to have a handle on all the different elements at the same time so you can approach the problem from five or six different avenues rather than only being able to focus on just the one um that's correct and is it also creates difficulties create opportunities so we can approach it from from different angles um, that's why i always think for us we don't want lost focus we want to be the go-to technology platform for the asset owner to talk like to to connect with the platform and then to connect through this cct uh, to the consumers so that's what we are building right now um, when we are building technology we need to as you said we need to work closely with a lot of different people and there will be delay here and there but that's also the beautiful part of setting up a technology company. It's, it's a lot of challenge and a lot of unknown. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, before we invest, uh, when I'm, I learn so much and I, I really, I make a lot of mistakes. Um, and then, I mean, so far is we are lucky that we are still surviving and we are, we are, we are growing. But also on this journey, is, it's an experiment, but with a good intention. That's how it is, how, how I feel personally look at it. So in your experience then, what would you say are the biggest needle movers for things like reducing carbon and reducing our carbon footprint? Is there anything that you can speak to that is a big impact? Let's say we want to earn the most carbon credits as possible for everything that we do. What would that look like for the the right person, someone that's environmentally minded? Where should they spend their time? so there were a lot of things can be done for me again each person depends on your personal taste can do different things for me i really into two type two things i will put top if you ask me to rank them very direct so i just go straight in i will i will i like forestry conservation conservations because a lot of people focus on planting trees for me is make sure the trees are kept in a good order in a good environment, make sure the, the whole forest are, are doing is not, because there's so many new houses being built, there is a lot of demand for the woods, but how can we make sure that the forestry or the major part of forestry is in a very, in, in the right way being conserved and then doing its functions to um, to produce oxygen. I think that's something I, I think is very important. As an individual, what we can do is, some people will donate funds to help funding the conserv- conserv- conservatory project. And some people will say, okay, I can do volunteer work, 
Or some people would just say, okay, I would decide to buy the carbon credit from this kind of project. Because when I buy the carbon credit from this kind of project, I'm funding it directly. Um, so that's, that's one. The other one is the one we wrote about the maritime. Because if you think about the container from the ship, the big shipping companies, they are actually bigger CO2 emitter than a lot of airlines. What can we do there? No, not many people are focused on that. So now I'm spending a more, quite a lot of time to just going through the research. I, I forgot to mention at the beginning about my background. Um, I was doing, a, now I'm doing a, a, a DBA degree, a doctor degree, focused on sustainable and blockchain with a, an Italian university, Copaconi. Um, and I, I spent a lot of my research on the maritime carbon. So how can, what kind of new technology has been in place? And because there's a gap, between the technology being built to the technology actually being implanted by the shipping company. And how can we, how can we help on this process? And how can, by the end, the angle is, how can we make sure the shipping company, can they, they can be part of this carbon journey and they can be more um, energy efficient. That's something I, I've been doing, I, I personally find it interesting. I do as well, especially when you mention like the, the inflatable aspect whereby the move they move with less friction, I guess, or resistance, so they don't need to expend as much energy. So it's things like that that I think we need to know that it's going on. We need to know that it's happening. We need to put people at ease a little bit, Z, because so many people are having it thrown down their throats a little bit, and they're doing the best that they can, but because there's only so much that they can actually do realistically as an individual they kind of just hope, they hope that everybody else is environmentally minded as them. I get the impression that so many people are doing the best that they can. And I think that then it becomes, okay, where is it obvious, obvious that it's not going on? Where is it obvious that they're not quite doing the best that they can? And I think that's where the line gets drawn. And it becomes us against them. It becomes the big corporations against the little man and the little man's getting, or woman, for want of a better expression. The onus is on them. The responsibility always seems to be on them. And yet you will see companies, corporations, organizations not doing the little bit that they can do, that they will see. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes that people know nothing about. Why then is it not having the attention on things that we actually see. If you can imagine a, a shipping company, delivery company, they go and they send things and it, it's in plastic wrapping, it's a bigger box than what we need for what's inside it, mentioning no names. And before you know it, we can actually see that they're not making an effort on that front. They may be fantastic behind the scenes, but we don't know. We don't know what's going on. We don't know the ins and outs of the whole thing. But what we are seeing is very, very different. Where do you think people need to put their thoughts to feel better about this? Because I know there are a lot of companies out there doing amazing things for the environment. And yet, from the outside looking in, the average person walking down the street, they see a very different picture than what's going on behind the scenes. I've got a bit better at it because thanks to the podcast, I'm very well versed in a lot of different things now. Other people won't be in as privileged position as I am. They need a bit of help, Z. They need to be able to understand this a lot more. But I think companies also need to think about 
doing the things that the public can actually see and observe to being beneficial for the environment because there seems to be a bit of a divide between what people are seeing is happening versus what's happening behind the scenes and i don't think it's improving the public perception about what companies are doing and what bigger emitters are doing because i know they're doing a lot i know they are because we don't see it we've no way of knowing i think it's a very fair point so first of all um is the big emitters the big company need to do a better com like a better communications and but now I, I'm seeing that has been changed, especially most of the listed company. They all need to publish their like an ESG, what they are doing on the sustainability side. That's part of their annual report or their quarterly reporting, which is good. But again, as a normal individual, will do I will I read will I read that annual report of BP? Will I read that quarterly report of to care about about what they are doing on sustainability? So clearly you have a fair point and valid point. They need to do more because they are doing that for the investor. And most of people who can invest in their, I would say mainly for bigger investors. And then the, because the smaller investor, if I buy BP shares, I, I don't really know. I mean, um, I mean, I, I know it's a, it's a good petrol company or, or like an oil company, but I don't know what exactly they're doing. So on that, I think more communication needs to be done by the, um, by the big corporate. But also as us, as a, as a, as a normal, let's say top public, one question we will always do is we, we, we should ask that question, what they are doing. I mean, we have Google, we have our phone, and then we can do a little bit more, say, okay, mm, okay, interesting. I see. Um, so for example, the other day while I was working in uh, Liverpool streets in London, I saw that there is a delivery company. It's that they, they are, let's say they are, they are cycling, uh, cycling delivery. Um, they, on, the, on the back of it, they say, oh, carbon zero. So we are we are we are delivering within the city and carbon zero. We're just cycling around. So clearly they are de- delivering the message. But then for me, when I see that, I say I start going company why they do it and how long they've been doing it. And then I when I talk to like um, when I talk to my friends, I say, hey, by the way, guys, do you know this company? They are doing this. And um, for us, is we, we we should be curious I mean my English sorry um, to, we, we try to learn new things and we try to discover, discover as you said right you you are in a very good position because when you're doing the broadcast you meet different things you understand you have a big picture for the normal people for the normal normal people like us like uh, or like uh, like me or like the other um, for example our friends oh, we feel the we feel the climate crisis if we can do a bit more research, it's, it's never in UK, it will never become something as big as football. Well, I'm going to say never say never, but you know, people <laughs> tend to, it's more cool and subject to talk about football than climate crisis. But, um, but meanwhile, it's, it's, it's also in our, it's also our personal responsibility to try to learn a bit more about it. Just be, understand, okay, there is climate change, there's climate crisis, what's happening? And then there's media. I think the media is also putting more and more focus like uh, for the COP27 conference coming up and for this and that. And when we read through the newspaper or when we go online, we can read more about it. That's also help. Yeah. But also for me, that's one of the reasons why I'm in the podcast to talk a little bit more about climate. <laughs> well, I, I listened to your last... Yeah. I, I think there's, there's a lot to be uh, grateful for in a way because there are companies that are doing a lot of things to, to benefit the environment I just worry that some companies get a bad reputation for this when it's not warranted 
as well because they do do a lot for the environment they are beneficial they are trying similar to the carbon zero company that, that you mentioned there that are cycling to their the sort of delivery destinations and i think it can be difficult to overcome that unless you then start to bend to the will of the public which i know a lot of people will experience some resistance with that they won't like that they won't like the idea of well yes we need to see it going on but then if that's the only reason why you're doing it it's probably not a good idea either because you end up feeling like the average public have a bigger pull or emphasis on the way that companies are run which can be dangerous because if one thing is climate change the next it's company policy as if like there's not a massive a massive step there and there isn't to be fair especially when climate and carbon footprint i'm assuming is a company policy as well so i think it's a combination of companies need to show that they are benefiting the climate but i think they need to be a bit more open about what they're doing and the reason why i say that is there are companies out there that i'm aware of that use carbon, not, not not carbon, they use biofuels for their trucks. So it's essentially reusable and renewable energy for their trucks, their wagons, their transportation system that they have for things like products or services or whatever it is. So they're a lot more carbon neutral than what they used to be. And yet you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know about it. You'd have no idea it was going on. I think that's the dangerous part because then they could get some bad reputation. They could get some bad media. You get some people throwing negative comments about how big corporations don't care about the environment. And then it's going on and they are benefiting the environment in some cases better than the average person is. And yet somehow there seems to be a lot of misdirected miscommunication going on. And we don't know any different. The average public, average person has no idea what's going on. No, I agree 100%. I think a lot of communication needs to be done. And also the company, when they are doing good about it, they should be more proud to talk about it. And, Interesting and, point. And on that, it helps. And... Also, I also also think that's science. Well, they do understand and um, like uh, you know they how they how they focus on the investment into um, they put ESG as one of the key criteria, and all this helps as well. I think is the whole go, go goes back to our discussion about um, average public. What can we do? We should do our own part. The bigger company do their part. The regulator government need to do their part. By the end, if this climate crisis is there. You know, we 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 are we are right. We are facing it right now, and every part. If we all do our, we all we all contribute. I think we get a better chance to to do something good. Um, but I agree a hundred percent what you mentioned. The big company, the communication, be more proud of it. I think that's that's good. That's important. I think as well the fact that you guys use blockchain is also helpful because it's transparent. You can see the transactions happening. You can see the way everything moves and it's all there for people to see. And then that'll probably help in a way bridge that gap in a lot of different 
ways. And I just wonder if there's anything that you guys can speak to at your company to do with that, to do with trying to show the full picture. Um, we are trying because when I'm discussing with the team, um, we put communications and we put education in a very important part of this. And that's why we believe um, more and more, more, more and more, uh, let's say general public, they're aware about the climate crisis. They want to do something about it. And as, um, as a company, we want to make, you know, we want to make an impact. We want to make the business successful. But overall, we also want to doing this by communicating. So <laughs> sometimes when we, when we go to conference, when we talk about this, we will we'll put up, there's a few videos about us on our website. And then a few, um, the, the, sometimes I'm, I'm also speaking um, in a few conferences um, in the next few months as well. Um, just like when I'm going on the broadcast, we want to, we, want, we speak about environmental issue. We speak about, let's say, our solution. It, it's not the only solutions, but we believe what we're doing, we, we believe it can help. And a lot of things is up for people to, we try to encourage people to, to understand the issue and to do your own research to see, okay, there's what kind of things are out there and maybe we can all find something we're interested in and then we contribute more. We feel more, I mean, as you mentioned, more rewarded in a way, like a more, more engaging. It's more interesting instead of just burning the token. So that's, that's something we, we try very, we, try, we, we, try, we work hard to do. But also the honest answer is it takes time. On this journey, you know, we first time we are doing it and, and we are learning on the way as well. Last question just before we, we round off, Z, and this is a long question, so give you some time to prepare yourself. Do you yeah. think that we'll ever actually get through the climate crisis or do you think it will always be there? Do you think the damage has been done? What's your take on the whole thing? And do you think technology is, is the way forward? So to answer their questions, I am generally, I'm a positive person. I believe if we do the work, we should have, we will have an impact. We might not be able to see the impact immediately, or I mean, we might not be able to see the impact in the next 10, 20 years. But if we do the job, if we do it in a scientific way, we will make a change. We will, make, we will have a positive impact to the environment, to the earth. So that's to the to answer the question. I think it's not too late. I think we should all try to put like try to put our effort in and do something about it. Then um, I think technology answer provides a good let's say provide the good possibility to resolve some of the problem out there. Is it the only way technology? I don't I don't I don't think so. I think it's technology combined with education, combined with communication, combined with um, let's say we discussed that government uh, governmental governmental guidelines with uh, regulations. A lot of things will combine together. But technology provides the possibility to build this bridge from like from our own research. We believe using technology can help push the adoption, to help push the people. I mean, general public to easier for people to offset. And we do think the more people offset, the more people. Um, first of all, is two things. One thing is try to emit less. That's one thing. We try to help people understand that you can, you can, there's different way to emit less. The second thing, if you, I mean, by the end, we are all normal. We all have our, we all want to travel. We all want to, uh, we all, we, we all produce CO2. But the, the second thing, if you, you may emit it, try to offset using some way, to, good way to the, you know, um, carbon credit is not the only thing. There's a lot of other, other solutions. Um, people can Google, people can understand. I'm more than happy to, 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 um, to discuss if anyone wants to know more about the different way to, to, 
um, to offset. It's not only about carbon credits, but there's a different things out there as well. So, but go back as a conclusion, I do generally believe technology is helping. It's not the only factor. We need a lot of more things, a lot more people joining in. But as of today, technology is this part of this solution. I appreciate you being very honest with the answer because it could be so easy to say technology is the answer. It's fantastic. You should get involved. And it becomes a very, very quick pitch for, for your company, to be fair. But I appreciate you being honest. And I do agree in a way that it's not just going to be a simple solution. There's so much in there, plenty of alternatives and options. But if people wanted to find out more about you, your company, how can people enter your world a little bit? So you could share websites, social media, how can people connect? Um, yeah, so our website is quite straightforward. It's uh, cct.co. And you will find uh, our, our background, what's, what we are doing. And then um, we also have a Twitter account. You can connect it to our Twitter account from our website and to follow what we are up to, uh, what we are doing. And then we also do regular, let's say, uh, um, uh, we go to regular conference, we speak and we, we go there to, to present and to help people to, to promote technology platform. Um, yep, so that's about us. But also I think listening, following you and listening to your podcast and people can also know, potentially know more about us as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we will encourage our we'll I mean of course when later when when it's when it's broadcast we'll we'll on our on our Twitter account we'll make sure that we make a right announcement as well. And then um yeah. Thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Those that are listening, feel free to subscribe, share the show, tell others, and also leave a review wherever you are listening in to your podcasts. Cool. Z, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you taking the time today and I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you, Michael, for your time, and thanks for this opportunity. Have a good day.